this week, somebody sent me, uh, well, basically a screenshot from some Facebook posts because I'm, I'm like the only person over 50 who isn't on Facebook or something. I think that's the, uh, the rule when you're, like, when, you're old, when you're as old as I am, you have to be there, but I'm not. I'm a rule breaker. And, uh, and, but anyway, so somebody sent me a screenshot from these Facebook posts from an NDG parent group or, or something, I guess. And uh, they, in it, they saw that, that there was this mom who was looking to go back to church and wondering what options she had. And she was asking people, and, and she worried about being judged or unwelcome because of you know, some of the circumstances in her life. And a couple of our parishioners encouraged her to give us a try here at St. Ignatius. And they were, they were really effusive in describing how, how welcome she would be here at our parish. So first of all, if you happen to be that woman who was making those, asking those questions, posting that stuff on Facebook, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us a try. Thank you for, for searching and responding to God's call in some way in your life and trying to reconnect with him in this way. Thank you. But, but on top of that, what pleased me so much about the, the posts were that, was that our, our parishioners were extending the invitation. They were helping to make someone who probably feels like an outsider feel more welcome and included. And, and the fact that it was parishioners, it wasn't me, it wasn't our staff, but parishioners doing that. So I really think that speaks to the culture that we're building here. And that's something I'm so, so proud of. You know, what hurts me in, in all of that, though, is that so many people feel that, too many people feel that we would be judgmental, that we would be just a, a little club of self-righteous insiders. It's so not what we ought to be. And that little exchange on Facebook shows me that it's not who we are, at least here in our parish. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I think that, that all the readings today speak to this idea of welcoming those who have been excluded or feel like outsiders. Today we see in the epiphany that the first people to recognize this child, born not of noble birth, but in humble surroundings, the first people to recognize him as king are actually pagans. It's these Gentiles who are seeking something, searching for the truth, who come to encounter Jesus as the Messiah first. Not, it's not King Herod, not any of his chief priests or scribes. None of the insiders recognize the star announcing the birth of the Messiah. Only these outsiders, these Gentiles from another country. So it reminds me that, you know, at Christmas we heard that, that angels announced the birth of the Messiah to shepherds. Another group who, who may be, while not maybe outside, completely outside of society, let's say they're definitely on the outskirts of it. Shepherds were not necessarily highly regarded in society. They weren't part of, you know, the, 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 the core group of the elites in society, that's for sure. And, but both of those events, the, the, 
the shepherds and the magi, those events foreshadow what will be one of the principal themes of Jesus' life. He goes to the outskirts. He goes to outsiders. Jesus came to save Jews and Gentiles alike, sinners and righteous alike. Jesus will say it himself 30 or so years later. He will say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So loved the world that he gave his only son. So that everyone, everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. The fact that it's pagans, that it's Gentiles who are called by this star to come and adore the Savior shows us that this message of salvation that Jesus brings is for the whole world, is for all of humanity, not only for the Jewish people. Yes, God manifests himself through the chosen people because after all, Jesus is Jewish. But it is so that his salvation can be brought to all the world. God glories in having more and more people come to eternal life through belief in his son, Jesus. God glories in seeing more and more people become part of his family. St. Paul says as much in the second reading today. He says, in former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind. That is, the mystery that he's talking about is that the Gentiles have become fellow heirs members of the same body, and shares in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. It doesn't matter to God if you're a Jew or Gentile, if you're rich or poor, if you're a sinner or righteous. He loves you. He loves you and he sent his son for you. And he glories in anyone coming to know that they're loved by him, that they're saved through Jesus Christ. You know, this past week, Pope Emeritus Benedict passed away, and you know, there was all these, you know, with his funeral and everything, there was there was all sorts of things that I was getting in. I'm on Twitter, I'm not on Facebook, but on you know, on my Twitter feed, I was getting these things and quotes of Benedicts and things like this. And and one of the ones that struck me is this time of Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict said that. The church cannot allow itself to become an insider's club. You know, to me, that was, that was something that Pope Francis said, but to hear that Pope Benedict said this before him, he said that the church can never retreat comfortably to within the limits of her own environment. The church can never retreat comfortably to within the limits of her own environment, he said. She is charged with universal solicitude she must be concerned with and for one and all. We must, he goes on to say, as the Lord says, go out ever anew to the highways and hedges to deliver God's invitation to his banquet, also to those who have so far heard nothing or have not been stirred within. Too often, the... People feel like the church is, uh, sorry, is a clique, a clique of self-righteous people who want to judge and exclude anyone who isn't exactly like them. 
Anyone who doesn't think like them, anyone who doesn't look like them, anyone who doesn't behave like them. And that the church or people who go to church don't want anything to do with those people. And so anything we can do to dispel that notion is a big step in the right direction. It's a step in the direction of becoming more and more like Jesus Christ and becoming more and more the church that he wants us to be. Because at some point, at some point or another, most of us have felt excluded in some way, have been made to feel less than others. You know, I remember... Back in elementary school, there were these, there were, there was, there were these certain hor- horrible days in elementary school. And those horrible days were, for me, those, those gym classes where they would just have people pick teams. And I was like, you know, the, the chubby, really not very athletic kid. And so I was, you know, going to be, I wasn't going to be picked first, that's for sure. Uh, I was going to be pecked towards the end. So, you know, my, the, I hated that. So the strategy I adopted, this is the strategy I adopted, is I became friends with all the jocks. Because then I know uh, I wasn't going to be picked first, but I wasn't going to be picked last because I was one of their friends. I was going to be right in the middle. That's, that's where, that was my sweet spot, right in the middle. And so that's the strategy I adopted in it because, you know, my parents might not have raised an athlete, but they didn't raise no dummy either, you know? So, you know, I figured this stuff out. But a lot of other people, and too many people, I think their way of coping was to turn their back on those who excluded them completely, to dismiss them as, as judgmental jerks and, and not want to have anything to do with those people who made them feel less than they were because they weren't like them. Now, thankfully, I don't think that's how gym classes run these days. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm not in elementary school, thankfully, anymore. But, but if that is how people who don't come to church see the church or see people who go to church, and whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter, but if they perceive us as being judgmental and self-righteous and wanting to exclude anyone who's not like them, then that's our problem, because they're going to react accordingly. And they're going to miss out. They're going to miss out on being able to hear about God's love for them, to being able to experience his incredible saving love for them. They're going to miss out on the joy of knowing that they are beloved sons and daughters of our Father in heaven. They never get the peace and fulfillment that comes from knowing that that they were, were God's first pick, not his last. That he sent his son to pick them first. Ultimately, that's that's why I shared that glory story of the Facebook posts where parishioners are inviting and welcoming someone who is seeking God and thinking of coming back to church. I I just love, I love that story because that's what God wants. That's why Jesus came. That's why he established his church to pick first anyone who has been excluded and made to feel less than a child of God to help them come to know that 
they are loved, that they are loved wholly, completely. Now, I've been taught when I write my homilies that I should ask myself three questions. What do I want people to know? What do I want people to do? And why should it matter? Why does it matter to them? Well, here, the only thing I want you to know is that I am grateful, that I am thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for all of you make, helping to make this parish one that strives to be welcoming and open to outsiders. And we, and we don't always succeed the way we should. We're not always super great at it, but we're working towards it. And we are striving to become more and more like Christ. We are striving to be the, the people of God who welcomes in new people each and every day that wants each and every person to hear the good news, to know that they are invited into the banquet. And so thank you. Thank you for being that church.